catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Thursday morning, July 21st. I'm Jacob Sedesi. And I'm Elliot Trito. And this is The Point from WUFT News. With the long distances many residents regularly travel, reliable transportation is essential for Floridians. However, according to the Fines and Fees Justice Center, one in eight Floridians faced license suspensions in 2020. I spoke with WMFE's Talia Blake about how license suspensions can not only impact the driver, but the economy as well. Here's Talia. So I recently did a story looking at the economics of getting a driver's license suspension, how it affects residents that live here and how it affects the economy. So I talked to the Florida Policy Institute's CEO, Sadaf Knight, and we broke down, you know, the number of suspensions, the costs, financial and non-financial, and where this money actually goes once you pay to get your license reinstated. How does a license get suspended? There's civil violations and criminal violations. So a lot of the times these suspensions aren't from dangerous driving like DUIs or anything like that. They're really from like, say, like speeding or making an illegal U-turn or running a stop sign or something like that. And it doesn't seem like a lot, but that could be, say, a $100 ticket that maybe somebody can't pay. And then before you know it, it's 150 and then it's 200 and then it just keeps ramping up from there. In the article, you said the financial cost of a suspended license can ramp up quickly if you don't pay the initial fee. Can you expand upon that? When you get the initial fee, say you get a ticket for speeding, right? If you pay that fee right away, great. You don't have to worry about it. But after that, there's going to be additional fees on top of that fine that you got. And that could just ramp up really fast and kind of put you in a hole. If you're, say, on the lower side of the income spectrum, having that added bill, not good, especially with inflation and everything going on right now. Now, let's say I have to pay a $200 fine. How long do I have to pay without additional fees getting attached? There is a certain time frame. I'm not 100% sure what that time frame is, but there is a time frame. And once you are outside of that time frame, that's when the fees are going to start building upon each other. Can you tell me more about how these fines are collected by the clerk of courts and how that money is used? When you go to start paying off these fines and these fees for the ticket, the clerk of courts is going to collect that money. So once the clerk of courts collects that, part of it gets separated into the budget for the clerk of courts, and then the rest goes to state trust funds. So the clerk of court doesn't get all of it, but they do get a lot of it. And they actually base their budget on these collections that they get from traffic fines and other things. But because they base their budget on this, it's kind of up and down. So for example, when we had the pandemic and everything was shut down and not as many cars are on the road, so not as many traffic violations are being written, that is a deficit to the clerk of court's budget because they rely on those things every year. Now, how does this affect the economy? Nine times out of 10, if you can't afford the extra bill, you're not paying the clerk of court. And if you're not paying the clerk of court, then they're not collecting that money and adding it to their budget. Yeah, you might have been ticketed and yeah, that might be out there, but that doesn't mean that the clerk of courts has the money in their hand, has the money in their budget. And when the clerk of courts are short on their budget and now they have to limit their operations, limit their staffing, that affects the rest of the economy. That affects your neighbor, the person walking, the person next to you, your friend, because the clerk of courts does so many things for us, you know, from business transactions, homeowner stuff and just generally in our economy. So when they're short staffed and their budget is taking a hit, the rest of the economy and the rest of the neighborhood takes a hit. Is there anything in the article you wanted to mention but didn't? Yes, because this was a great conversation, honestly. (laughs) 
one of the things I'd probably say that I really wanted to mention but didn't get around to is that driver's license suspensions in Florida affect Black Floridians one and a half times higher compared to their white counterparts or other people in the population. And that also goes back to, again, people's ability to get out of debt, where their income is, education, all that kind of stuff. But the data does show that one and a half Black Floridians are affected by this more. That was WMFE's Talia Blake on the economic impacts of driver's license suspensions. Now let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. For the second day in a row, teachers and former students from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas described the shooting that killed 17 and injured 17 others. According to WLRN's Gerard Albert III, many who testified on Wednesday were themselves injured, including Anthony Borges, who showed his four bullet wounds to the court. The freshman was on the third floor of the 1200 building when he was shot. He described calling his mother, his best friend, and finally his father to say goodbye. Prosecutors continued questioning witnesses to the shooting on the third day of the sentencing trial, moving from classroom to classroom. Nicholas Cruz pleaded guilty in October to the 17 murders and 17 attempted murders committed on February 14, 2018. A potential solution to a statewide teacher shortage issue has education leaders feeling as though Governor Ron DeSantis' administration is undermining the qualifications of classroom instructors. According to the Gainesville Sun's Gershon Harrell, the Florida Department of Education announced last week that military veterans, as well as their spouses, would receive a five-year voucher that allows them to teach in the classroom despite not receiving a degree to do so. It's a move tied to the $8.6 million the state announced would be used to expand career and workforce training opportunities for military veterans and their spouses. On June 9th, the Florida legislature passed a bill that gave the approval for military members, both former and present, and their spouses to teach. Reserve military members count as well. Alachua County is battling overcrowding at its animal shelter, so adoptions are free for now. According to WUFT's Mackenzie Hannon, the county instituted an emergency intake shutdown at the shelter in late June. It is temporarily not accepting owner surrenders or confiscations until the animal population aligns with the shelter's capacity for care. It has announced ongoing free adoptions and an event on Friday and Saturday at the shelter to help alleviate the overcrowding. Florida's manatees are having a better year, but their outlook remains grave. According to WMFE's Amy Green, manatee deaths are down some 26 percent compared with the end of June last year. Wildlife officials say that's because of a milder winter and a possible smaller population. But Martine DeWitt of the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission says the animals continue to suffer from severe malnutrition and starvation. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit wuft.org for more information. I'm Elliot Trito. And I'm Jacob Sedesi. And you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Thursday. Thursday.